1: Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast.
0: We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jennifer. We've been married for 14 years. And
1: we have five young children.
0: We started blogging over 10 years ago, sharing our marriage story in hopes of encouraging other husbands and wives to draw closer to God and closer to each other.
1: We have authored over 10 books together, including our newest book, Marriage After God, the book that inspired us to start this podcast.
0: Marriage After God is a message to remind all of us that God designed marriage with a purpose
1: to reflect His love,
0: to be a light in this world,
1: to work together as a team,
0: using what He has given us,
1: to build His kingdom.
0: Our hope is to encourage you along your marriage journey
1: as you boldly chase after God together.
0: This is Marriage After God. Welcome back to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jennifer Smith.
1: Hey guys.
0: <laughs> uh, what are you drinking there?
1: What? What are oh. you drinking? I, I made a um, uh, chai tea.
0: Tea. I'm drinking a Roy Boss and Cop- it's really good.
1: Copycatter. I did I actually. I, no, I actually saw you with tea <laughs> and I
0: was like, I'm going to go get some tea.
1: It's cold because I was taking care <laughs> of the baby and then I didn't get to drink it when it was warm. That's okay. Uh, curious, how many people have the whistling stuck in their head from last week? <laughs> I be- your hand? I've
0: actually been whistling it. There you haven't. Yes, really? I have. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly right. But I don't know if that's going to sound good I to can- everyone else. it was <laughs> like, high pitch. Uh, yeah, no, I really like the the whistling in the song. I hope they do, too.
1: All right. Um, I have to apologize um, because I re-listened to our kickoff episode from last week and... <laughs> I say um a lot are you sure um we both said it a lot and I just I I mean I guess I'm just really rusty um or I forgot how to podcast with you maybe I'm nervous I have no idea what the problem was but I don't ever remember saying um so many times it was so many times we couldn't even edit them out because
0: I know you asked me you're like can't we just get like cut all of these ums out I'm like (laughs) no I mean, we could, but then it would be, like, really choppy.
1: Choppy, yeah. So for those of you who suffered through it, I am sorry, and I promise to get better. Bear with me. Bear with us. Mm, there's <laughs>
0: probably some, um uh, uh, like, speech coaches out there that are thinking, oh, we can help these people. <laughs> yeah, right. We can help them. Yeah. Uh, 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 there was ah. one. Oh, oh. We are going to try and not say a bunch of uhs and ums.
1: Well, you know, when you take a handful of months off, you just...
0: You lose all ability <laughs> to speak.
1: <laughs> We're but working on it.
0: Apologizing is kind of a part of this episode. So that's <laughs> that's, that's a good way to start.
1: Don't give away the, uh, the key. Yeah. Okay. Um what else? Well, about? last
0: week we mentioned routines, just as a little update. And being the first
1: week of the year, yeah, a, a week couple of weeks year? of the
0: year. I would say that we're we're on our we're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say perfect. We're on the right track. I've been trying to get up in the morning to work out again which also helps me get up earlier and be ready for the day. And so that's been nice. It actually
1: helps me too, because I feel like when you get up early and you're very enthusiastic about how the day feels, it really impacts my heart and it actually motivates me to also be ready. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and we, we both have goals to do that. So when one of us sticks to it, the other one feels more obligated to. So it's like helping each other out. Speaking of, of others helping, um, I actually convinced one of my friends to start working out with me at 5 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> I don't know how I did it, but he's been enjoying it. Um, but having him do it with me has made me a ton more consistent, mm. which is pretty awesome. Because if I know he's coming, it's that much harder for me to stay in bed. <laughs> the alarm goes off, and I think to myself, "Okay, I can't text him right now because he's probably already on his way." You don't so want I him have to get up. In the up. <laughs> exactly. So it, that I mean, I, and I also enjoy working out with people. I'm a people person. Um, so having, you, some, I, yes, I don't know if anyone people knows this, person? it's a surprise, what? I get it, but it, Aaron, um, you're not
1: a people person. You need people. Like you, <laughs> Yes. You, you can't live with everyone.
0: Everyone does. Don't you?
1: I think I could get by with little <laughs> <laughs> less. <laughs>
0: yeah. You got That's that introvert in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's actually helped. Um, there's something incredibly powerful about having someone who has a similar goal as you, like we were just talking about with each other. Um, a friend of mine that wants to do this with me and how incredibly powerful it is in helping you meet your goals, helping you grow mature, move forward, uh, be consistent. Yeah. And so that's been a huge help. Um, it's un- I actually noticed cause I was trying to evaluate why I, I lost my routine mm-hmm. that I was in for like three years.
1: <laughs> well, why also it was easier for you to get to the gym, but when it's the home gym, yeah. it's a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird. Cause my home gym is like right here More of a where challenge. I had to like, get in the car and drive but there was something, there was, there was things missing that just disappeared that helped me. Things like the cheers from the other people at the gym, mm-hmm. people that had become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I had a new PR or um, accomplished something new, um, they recognized when I w- wasn't around. Mm-hmm. And so they would reach out, hey, how's everything going? Missed you at the gym. Um, tracking my progress, the, the gym has a way of tracking, you know, your weights that you've been lifting. And, it's like
1: that accountability. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, it's not just accountability, it's re- their rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, the way our brains work, we have a reward system that that tells our when we when we our brain gets a reward, it knows oh we should do that again, mm-hmm. and all of those things that were so important for sustaining my pattern disappeared mm-hmm. pretty much overnight, and with it, my pattern, my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they disappeared, so did the growth and the and the consistency. But um, there's something interesting about that concept, especially when it comes to our spiritual walk. We need people. We need the spirit of God. We need, we need relationships with fellow believers. And that helps us continue on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We actually can't do it alone. And that's a, that's a deception that a lot of believers have is that, oh, I can do this by myself. I don't need anyone. I'm just going to do my thing. And, but having partners, having fellowship, having other brothers and sisters to walk with, and especially the Holy Spirit
2: mm-hmm. is
0: how we grow. Yeah. It's how we move forward. It's how we stay consistent. It's how we have our mind in the right place. Uh, so it's I thought good, that was a cool. Good uh, analogy. Yeah. Correlation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, as we move into today's episode, we wanted to encourage you guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, to please leave us a review. Uh, this just helps the rating of the Marriage After God podcast so that um, throughout the through the algorithms and all of that, um, people can find the Marriage After yeah. God podcast. Uh, the more people that know about it, the more marriages are impacted, uh, the more we're over here cheering. Hmm. So uh, we also just wanted to ask um, if you have time to leave a written review, uh, not only does this also encourage people to take a listen, but it encourages us and it's an yeah. incredible blessing. We so those. just wanted to, to ask you to do that.
0: Yeah, and I actually want to make a little note on the, on the first episode of the year of season five. I'm incredibly blessed because um, out of the last like seven episodes, it already is one of the most downloaded episodes. What? Yeah. You so, guys? Uh, yeah, our listeners. I guess just there's people out there really <laughs> <missed> hungry. <us>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> hungry for Aaron um,
0: So I, I just want to thank everyone, and I also want to thank everyone that um, we we did a call to action at the end of last episode, mm. just encouraging people to share the episode on social media. Thank you, guys. Email it to a friend. Send it in, in a text message. Mm-hmm. Tell someone in person. And I think you guys are doing it. And I just, I really thank you. Um, So would you just keep doing it? If this episode blesses you today, tell someone about it.
1: Speaking of sharing something with someone, I really wanted to insert just a little um, food for thought. You like that?
0: Thought for food. Thought for
1: food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was making dinner tonight and I was thinking about you guys. And I, what I did, I just want, this is super random. I wanted to encourage those of you who cook in the kitchen um, because it's been a huge learning curve for me to know how to cook and how to meal plan. And so hopefully this benefits someone listening. I don't know. Uh, my goal was to make spaghetti and I had zucchini and bell pepper and onion. And so I chopped it up really small, not like pureed style, but just just small enough and added it to the meat and the sauce. Um, and everybody ate it and it was so delicious. So if your family, you know, if you're looking for healthy ways to add in those veggies and um, and your family loves spaghetti, it worked really, really well.
0: And our kids had no idea.
1: Well, they didn't like complain or anything. They didn't say no. one thing about it. I you actually
0: go- I actually didn't know they were in there until you Yeah, I you can saw really tell. Yeah. So
1: just a little a little tip when you're cooking for your family.
0: That was a good little tip. Right. Everyone's eating to spaghetti tonight. <clears throat>
1: or tomorrow.
0: Yeah, or tomorrow. Or this week. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, we want to offer something to our listeners. Uh, we create we like to create free resources that um, will benefit you, encourage you, inspire you. And uh, we talked about it last week. And it's the Marriage Prayer Challenge. It's completely free. You can go to marriageprayerchallenge.com. It's all one word. And it is a 31-day challenge where every day we'll send you an email, either for the husband or for the wife, with a prompt for something to pray for that day for your spouse. And over 100,000 marriages have already taken this challenge, and we just want to invite you to do it. If you haven't signed up already, go to marriageprayerchallenge.com. You can do it at the end of this episode if you'd like or whenever you want. It's completely free. And uh, our thought is like, why not start the year off in prayer with our free prayer challenge? Um, And also these prayers, uh, all of our prayer emails that we send daily um, are helped to be brought to you in part by our faithful prayer team patrons. Um, And so we want to thank you if you're on the patron team.
1: All right, we're going to jump into today's topic, which is what we titled, uh, God's Not Done With Us. He's not done with us. He's He's not done done with with you. you. You was, took my line. I was going to say it at the same That's time. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you knew I was going to say that, but it makes sense that I would have done yeah. that. He's not done with us.
0: Uh, just, this is a good reminder for all of us uh, that, we, you know, the idea that God's not done with us because there's times that we make mistakes, we mess up, we did it again, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And it just makes us feel like, you know, how could God continue? How How could he, you know, forgive me again? How could he, deal with me like I would like because we look at our own lives and we say like how many times we want to be done with something or someone because of you know oh, hardship yeah. yeah but he's not he doesn't he's patient with us and that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode
1: yeah so something happened the other day that I thought would make uh, a good story a good segue into today's topic so it's just one of those kind of everyday situations that happens in marriage um, there's something simple I kind of don't want to share it but it's a good example of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we recently got a new rug. Aaron came home from Costco with it. Uh, it's one of the
0: really, <laughs> really soft shag rugs. Yeah, it's super it. <laughs> uh,
1: comfortable. He plays a lot with the kids on the floor, and so he likes the thicker.
0: Mm-hmm. And the last rug. rug we had was so thin. It yeah. would like, hurt when I'm on yeah. the ground.
1: So anyways, uh changing a rug out in the living room is kind of an ordeal because you have to move all the couches. You have to roll up the old Uh, rug clean underneath it which is gross Mm -hmm. and then put the new one down and so during this whole process Erin, you suggested let's take our old couches out and and put them in the garage and bring the ones that are in the garage which are nicer into the house and
0: yeah they've been in the garage for a while uh, because we've just been waiting for the kids to get a little older
1: (laughs) yeah we didn't want them to get destroyed uh but one of them is like a a smaller leather couch and and then we have this blue one longer more modern look- looking anyways i have actually really enjoyed the way the whole setup looks cuz it looks mm-hmm. so much different than what we had going on but it's fresh it's a new year yeah. new living room <laughs> so morning time is happening and we all sit down for family bible time which we've shared on social media before we t- mm-hmm. talked to you guys about it um, it's a holy time not really a time to to let your <laughs> sin show <laughs> Or the perfect time. Yeah, Uh, Aaron, you sat down like you usually do with a cup of coffee in your hand. Wyatt's sitting next to you and Truth's on his way toward you. And I just remember thinking, it's going to spill. Like this is disaster waiting to happen. But instead of just, well, I'll just tell you what I said. (laughs) I kind of looked at him cross-eyed and said, strange you would sit there on the leather couch with coffee like that.
0: Yeah, it was a little more animated. Yeah, it had it a little like, attitude uh, behind it. A little attitude? Yeah.
1: Sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm embarrassed to share this. Um it's just it it came from a place of not wanting the coffee to be spilled, but
0: but you were bothered that I didn't think about it or I don't know what I was bothered I, yeah. by,
1: but it wasn't nice or effective. It wasn't an effective way to share no. it with you. And I you just you were really calm and actually really nice in your response, but you looked up at me and was wondering, you know, Next time, just simply ask me to move the coffee. Like, yeah, just put it on yeah. the couch. I think I
0: said, I said, did, was it necessary to like question
1: me like that? Like, or like say with it like attitude? That. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was. Did you just ask
0: me to go sit it down on the table? Yeah.
1: It just wasn't nice. And I recognized that and I, I apologized. Uh, but, um, you know, I didn't even realize that I had said what I said and said it that way. It was just something that mm-hmm. kind of happened and came out. Um, and the problem in that moment for me was I saw that it was in an unbecoming way for me to act toward you. But I also recognized in that moment how regular, not often, but other times that I, it wasn't a one-off. It It's, it's a way of communicating. It's a way of communicating when I'm bothered or frustrated that I do. And so I got to repent for that also. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, this is here's the segue. <laughs> Sometimes there's stuff in us that comes out, things that we're not aware of or not expecting, you know, it just kind of is like mm-hmm. it's in us and it comes out. Uh, ways of being, choices we make, uh, ways of communicating, stuff that's been there for a while, right? Mm,
0: walking in the flesh. Walking in you the know, flesh. Sinful, sinful, the sinful nature uh, flourishing. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we we just really wanted this topic today to encourage you because we know this kind of stuff happens in marriage Well, mm-hmm. it happens in ours. <laughs> uh, but, you know, God desires us to change and he's so patient with us and he uses our spouse he uses friends family mm-hmm. people children uh to show us our ways of mm-hmm. being so that we can repent so that we can change
0: and that it's called sanctification
1: yeah
0: uh, just like i was talking about in the beginning of this episode how valuable and powerful it is to have someone walking with you to keep you moving forward uh that's what our relationships do. That's how God, God uses other believers. He uses non-believers. He uses our circumstances to draw out of us sin, to draw out of us uh, the old man, the mm-hmm. old nature, the way we walk in the flesh when we're not in the spirit. Um, and it's a it's a process. It's sanctification. That's why the title of this episode is God's Not Done With Us because this is the life of a believer, Yeah, is sanctification.
1: So he's not done with us. He's not done with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. And so this episode is an encouragement of sanctification is going to happen. God hasn't given up on you. If you're being sanctified, if God's drawing things out of you, pointing things out in you, convicting you in the Holy Spirit, that means God loves you. Yeah. And that means he's working on you. So today's
1: (laughs) episode also kind of highlights how should you respond when he does Mm -hmm. that? Are our eyes open? Are our hearts humble? Yeah. To do that.
0: Uh, a, an example of this, uh, something that happened early on in our marriage before we had kids um, that uh, was one of the early on things that showed me some sin in my life, some sin uh, way me and Jennifer challenged communicate. Challenged us, yeah. yeah. challenged us. Um, one of those things that God loved us and so he allowed us to, he allowed someone to challenge us and encourage get, us. Say, he
1: always uses people to, yeah. to do things like this at school. And so
0: we're driving, We're I think we're leaving the mall. Um, we're with a couple, um, another married couple friends of ours um, good friends. I went to church with them. And I'm sitting in the back seat with my friend, and Jennifer's sitting in the front seat with uh, his yeah, wife, wife yeah. driving. And Jennifer and I are talking across the van, across the car. Um, and we think we're talking normal. And as, as usual, it was normal for us It like was very normal for way. us. And my friend looks over and very strongly says, You need to stop talking to your wife like that. And I'm like, It just stopped me. I'm like, What? I like looked at him. And this, this is like the nicest guy. He's so loving, so gentle, super mellow. This was like the most stern I've ever seen him be. But he, he was utterly offended by the way I was, we were talking to each other and the way I was talking to you.
1: Being disrespectful.
0: We were bickering and being rude and disrespectful and just snapping back at each other and just snippy. And the whole, I can imagine these two super gentle, calm people sitting between us. (laughs) (laughs) And, but he, he looked at me, he's like, He's like the way you're talking is is it's not okay. Not okay. Yeah. He's like that is not how you talk to your wife, or anyone, and our, that was a like a pivotal moment. Now I didn't from that moment on start perfectly talking to you, but man that that stuck with us.
1: Yeah, and he our friend said it not just because he was uncomfortable in the car in that moment. No. He did it because he genuinely loved us and wanted to see that area of our marriage grow and be better.
0: And and he he didn't like what he saw and it was, it was wrong. We, we realized from that point on because our eyes were opened by our friend through the Holy spirit to that sin in our life of wrongful, Mm -hmm. rude, arrogant, snippy communication. Mm -hmm. And it, because of that over the years, we've been able to actually really grow in it, recognize it, ask friends of ours. Hey, if you see us talking this way, would you just let us know? (laughs) Yeah um because it, whether we learned it from the way our parents raised us whether we learned it from just the kind of people we are
2: yeah
0: it was a part of us mm-hmm. it was something that God wanted out of us and he used a good friend of ours to point help it out to us, us to help <laughs> us see uh and it it was a that, that was a huge thing for us and that this is just another example of just one of those things that we may not necessarily recognize as sin or sinful but it's walking in the flesh. It's not yeah. having self-control of our language. It's not having self-control over our communication. It's not communicating with love and mm-hmm. patience and gentleness. Um, and God wanted that change in us mm-hmm. and he's been doing it ever since. Like I said, we didn't just snap our fingers and boom, we were like different people, but that was actually was a huge impact. That was a huge impact. We made strides in that area, although it's we like still something have, we focused
1: on for absolutely. Yeah, we
0: we that would time. notice it. We would hear like, Oh, we're not doing that thing. Again. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, so those kinds of stories are in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- ways of being, things that we do that God looks at and he's like, I want you to be more like my son. Mm-hmm. I've given you my spirit to help you walk like my son. Mm-hmm. So follow the spirit, mm-hmm. not your flesh. Because when we follow our flesh, that's when
2: yeah.
0: we ask rude questions rather than just encouraging our husbands to get up off the couch and go put the coffee down. We talk to our spouses uh, rudely, arrogantly. We uh, get Angry, when we shouldn't, we lose patience when we shouldn't, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that those are the. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. (laughs) Not that we just, uh, you know, because we can have one perspective of, well, I'm I'm just a sinner. I'm gonna sin all the time, and you know, thank God I'm saved. And I don't think that's the biblical perspective. The Bible says that we've been set free from the bonds of sin and death, which means we're no longer slaves to it. Which means. When we do it, it's because we're either choosing or we're we're being willfully ignorant.
2: Mm.
0: We're walking in a way that we that's that's contrary to the way that God's created us and as the new creature to walk. Just a thought for us, you know.
1: It's good. Uh, two things that I wanted to share about um, confrontation of our sin is that sometimes in cases like the story you just shared. Mm-hmm. God uses someone to clearly spell out the reproof, you know, that this is the yeah. problem. This is what I see <laughs> this is going how on. Um, in, other, in other times, it is a, it's more of a response, a deeply felt and acknowledged response by someone who's been affected by our sin. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's sadness, anger, frustration. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all cues for us to stop and go, okay, something, something's going on right. that I need to address. And like you said, being a Christian means we're going to look at it. We're going Mm -hmm. to address it and not just put it on the back burner and avoid it or pretend like it doesn't exist. Um, And the other thing that I want to share with about confrontation with our sin is that uh, God uses people. I shared that already. Yeah. And so sometimes he'll use you like he used our friend. Sometimes, Aaron, he'll use you. He'll use our listeners yeah. in the lives of people that we love. And this is just a small encouragement to say, when the Lord prompts you, when you see something, when you feel that that ache in your soul because you know it's going to be uncomfortable, to walk it out in love. Mm-hmm. But do it because that situation that we experienced with our friend changed our trajectory of the way we communicate mm-hmm. it didn't make us perfect, but it radically uh, made us look at our life and go, "We can't bicker anymore. We we, we can't talk to each other right. like that." So, if God can use you as a cha- change agent in somebody's life, let him.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's something that we'll talk about as some of the postures that we should have yeah. in receiving these corrections from the Lord. Um, I just want to bring in another example of how God's been been working in me over the years. Um, and maybe the husbands that are listening could relate to this. The Bible tells us to walk in an understanding way with our wives. And this is something, Jennifer, I'm sure you can attest to probably in many, (laughs) many, many ways that I struggle to walk with you in understanding. I'll often be quick to, uh, push you, um, to get over the emotions that you're dealing with or to quickly answer the question or to find the solution rather than slowing down, listening. Mm. Um,
1: Real quick, I just want to say this is because we talked about God's patience earlier. And I feel like you walking with me in an understanding way is one of those areas of our life where I can see God's patient with you because it's not just understanding in this one particular area. It's understanding in a lot of different ways. And so we've mm-hmm. seen it kind of uh, flesh out in a lot of different areas as you've walked and matured right. and grown in your relationship with God.
0: Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah. And me not walking and understanding with you or even trying to understand, right? Like, like I'm going to make efforts to walk in the spirit and I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to listen, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. slow to anger. And I'm going to try and understand mm-hmm. what's going on. Why are you feeling this way? Why, why are you communicating this way? Why you? What how, you know, what's going on? And that's loving, mm-hmm. right? So me not walking that way is sinful.
1: Yeah. And I think the hang up there would be sometimes you treat me as if I'm, um, emotionally at par with you, like at equal with you when I'm not. Right. So you respond to me or you communicate or you address like you something should, or you, you should
0: be able to respond the way I'm responding. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sitting over here you.
1: going, what? what's going yeah. on? Yeah. So anyways,
0: well, and that, and that's something that comes up often. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're married 14 years now <laughs> so that we've There's had been some
1: opportunity a couple times. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. but as husbands, that's our, that's our job. It's a command. It's a, it's a, it's also comes with a, a promise and a warning, you know, and I should be walking that way. So God, this is one of the things that God, by his spirit has been teaching me over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the way, a lot of the time by you. You, you saying you're, you're not trying to understand. You're not even listening. You're not, you, you telling me, communicating to me, um, often the most fruitful times that you communicate to me is after the emotions have died down, mm-hmm. but still you communicate to me, you speak to me, you share with me. Um, but none of this, none of the change happens in me. None of those things grow in us unless we're willing to listen and receive and desire it. So just because you've been married a long time, you know, doesn't mean we have a perfect marriage. We're all a work in progress. Mm -hmm. You could be married 50 years and you still need the Holy Spirit to sanctify you and your marriage. You could be a Christian your entire life. And guess what? We're still sinful creatures that need a savior. We're still in the flesh and need sanctification. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't just stop. You don't reach perfection. The Bible actually tells us that, uh, it says this in, uh, in Philippians 3.12. Paul says this, he says, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make, my, make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Like Paul, the great apostle, wrote two thirds of the New Testament. This is how he saw himself as someone who needed Jesus, needed the spirit of God to sanctify him. And th- that's what we need.
1: Yeah, I think that this is something that I've struggled with as a Christian is just the expectation I place on myself Yeah. for, per- per- for perfection. Because I truly do want to be and walk perfect. And I struggle with myself and I, I'm frustrated over the fact that I still sin or I still make bad choices or I'm mm-hmm. still wrestling with that thing that I said I repented for.
0: Do you feel like that's something that's that God's been really drawing out of you recently? That like revealing to you, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He has. It's it's um. It's just this desire that I have to want to be perfect, but the hardest part is making all those little choices to make change, to Mm -hmm. that striving to be like Him. That I wrestle. It's kind of like, you know, you want the night's body, but you don't really want to work out or eat healthy. It doesn't work, you know, so. I've seen programs that do that. My point is, is it doesn't just happen. It's something that we're, we're enabled to walk in and and we can choose because of what Christ has done and what he has given Mm us. But, but it is a, like you said, it's a, it's a process of sanctification and, and we need him. This is where reliance comes in. We have to rely on the Lord yeah. every single day. And
0: yeah, I remember saying in last episode that um, God's been drawing things out of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes really painful, you know. But I want Him to keep doing it because the more He does it, the closer I get to be like His Son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not doing it to earn anything from Him. I don't want. I, we don't. Have, we have. We can't earn anything from God. I'm doing it because I love God. You know, so when I look back on, you know, my friend calling me out for how I communicate to you and how I'm becoming it is, he wasn't just doing it so that me and you had a better relationship. Right. We're Christians. And he's thinking like, "What? Dude, this is not how Christians
1: talk. We have a message to share, <laughs> yeah. a different one than what we were sharing.
0: So that that's another aspect of this is God's not just walking us through sanctification in his son, Jesus, for our sake, but for his sake. We're his, we're Christ's bride mm-hmm. and we the, the Bible also describes this as the body of Christ. He's sanctifying the body. We're, um, if you think about, it, I just thought about this, the priests before going into the temple wash themselves. <laughs> and so that's what Christ is doing. It, it tells us in Ephesians five that he's washing his bride with the water by the word. Mm-hmm. So we're being sanctified. We're being cleansed. We're being, it's a, it's a process, but it's, to bring him glory. It's to make him more beautiful, not necessarily us. And I think that's incredibly encouraging and powerful.
1: You know, I wanted to share, uh, this is going to be a little bit chunky. I don't know if it's going (laughs) to come out perfectly because sometimes when we're learning something, it's hard to, um, verbalize, you Mm -hmm. know, retell it, but, I knew that we were going to be talking about sanctification. And so sometimes I'll take certain words like sanctification or purification or, or pure right. and look up like the Hebrew word for it. And so there's still a lot of learning involved with all of this. But I was reading something that was talking about how um, this, one, this one word that means to purify in Hebrew communicates the idea of causing something to go from unclean Sometimes shameful to pure, yeah. So it's that process that draws um, from being unclean to pure, and and I like that they they brought in the word shame, um, shame. because I think what I, what makes me frustrated about this I I want to be perfect and that I'm not is that I have to address the things that I do, the sin in my life, and then I feel shame.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the pattern for everyone, every believer that recognizes sin in their life, uh, often our fleshly response to the sin is shame.
1: So when we are confronted by our sin and we repent, but Mm -hmm. we still feel shameful or that shame, Mm -hmm. how do we move on? How do we move forward in that sanctification process?
0: Well, and that's that's a great question because we do deal with that. Mm -hmm. And often that shame and that condemnation keeps us there. It keeps us from God, makes us feel like, well, we're not worthy. Well, believe or just know this, none of us are worthy. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we have anything in us that's worthy to go to God is because of Christ. Uh, Romans 8.1 is the thing that we should run to, to remember this, is it says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So that shame, that condemnation we feel uh, is, is just that there lies from the enemy. Because the only reason we're saved is because of Christ himself, mm-hmm. not because we're good, mm-hmm. right? And so we can rest in Christ. Uh, now, that means we should, like, if we're truly repentant and we desire growth, like, we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like, God has forgiven us of our past, present, and future sins and desires us to walk in light and holiness. And so that shame, I mean, when Christ, it says when Christ died on the cross, he despised the shame. Like he he's taken it, mm-hmm. and the condemnation doesn't is no longer there. We have been made right with the Father in heaven because of what Christ did, and so we run to the we run to Jesus, with a repentant heart, knowing that He's already forgiven us, knowing that He is transforming us with a desire to grow and mature. Mm-hmm. And there the, there's also this thought you've struggled with this Jennifer, about and actually to I have and I think everyone that's listening has felt this way. God, why won't you just change this in me right now? Like this, this thing I have, this way of being, this yeah, I'll desire never have I have, to worry this about lust, it again. this, yeah. Can <laughs> you just like snap your fingers, Lord, and like make it disappear. And I won't like, I won't even crave those things anymore. What's fun, what's funny about that is he has, the Bible tells us that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness in Christ Jesus.
1: We actually um, <laughs> talked about this in a different kind of context, but we, we were talking about this very thing mm-hmm. in our relationship and and personally things that we were dealing with, but remember we brought up the story of how you um we were, we were trying to get rid of this school debt that we had yeah and how you prayed and you were like God just just take care of it for us and it was a faithful prayer like you well we know God can we know he's We've seen him do it with other he's people he's got limitless resources right like and he's all powerful and all knowing so take and, this debt yeah just I, take we're it. we're praying in faith
0: like <laughs> take this debt
1: and what actually turned out to happen was. We worked really hard to pay off the debt for a few years.
0: Well, he gave us the drive and the and the resourcefulness. He gave us the opportunity and the skill to work and the opportunity and people coming to us and saying, "Hey, would you take a take pictures of our wedding?" We're like, "What? Yeah." Yeah." (laughs) And things like that. And so, at the end of it, the debt was paid off. the The prayer was answered,
1: but not in the way we we wanted. Yeah, thought it would.
0: (laughs) And so, I'm what the point I'm getting to is. We can sit and do nothing and pray that God changes us, or we can trust and believe that what he's given us is sufficient to change Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. meaning you can change. For me, I can get up (laughs) out of bed. (laughs) I can learn and walk in understanding with my wife.
1: I can stop asking Aaron snarky questions. (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) it
0: doesn't just happen it doesn't just happen it's it's uh, oh man i just i thought of a really awesome uh story better
1: than mine no this is (laughs) this
0: is one in the bible so yes but it's not (laughs) my story so do do we all remember the story of jesus going to the tomb of lazarus Mm -hmm. okay and when you go back and read it's in the gospels and he comes to the tomb and lazarus has been dead for over three days which there's some significance there. It was four days. And everyone was like, he's going to smell. This is bad. Don't do it. Don't open the tomb, <laughs> right? Oh, man, and Jesus is like, can you open the tomb? Open it, roll the stone away. He rolls it away. And then Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. Okay. So that's the call. This is the, the you know, Jesus's words go forth and it makes Lazarus able to come out. Guess what? Stumble out. <laughs> Guess what? Did, did he like float out? Did he like he like hovered up and like you see like a, a a mummy floating out of the tomb? No, he 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 Get waddled out. probably because he's wrapped they up. Out. Waddled out of the tomb, and so he 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 was made able by Christ, and then he walked. That this is how we we've been made able by Christ to walk. Mm. We were once dead and now we are alive. Now here's the cool part of this story. You need to go read this this story again because you'll you'll read it with new eyes. Then he tells those around him, go unwrap him. Okay.
1: People, you need people in your life. (laughs) Well,
0: this is what's amazing is that is without those people, he wouldn't have been able to get out of the, the wraps Mm -hmm. that were wrapped around him. When the, the Christ calls us and makes us able, Christ gives us the ability. Christ brings the life to us and puts it in us. He's given us his spirit and his word and draws us to, to his voice. It says, my sheep know my voice. Right,
1: Then he prompts other people to help, and then he
0: also has given us his church, mm-hmm. his body, that are also filled with the Holy Spirit to come and to unwrap us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: As we become unwrapped, we can see even able how to, uh, and be more able to unwrap others, and to to slowly peel back the the layers. Mm,
1: that's really good, right?
0: And so it's not something that just happens; it's something that's happening, and it takes it's a choice and it's decisions that we make to walk in the Spirit. It's something that we're enabled to do and choose because of what Christ has done and given. In the New Testament, over and over, it tells us to put to death the old man, to walk in newness of life, to grow in maturity, to seek that which is above rather than what is on earth, to keep in step with the Spirit, to not walk in the flesh. Okay? All of these callings, all of these these, these things that the believer is called to do, they are they're necessary because we still have flesh that we live in we're not yet in our glorified bodies that's what the bible says it says we're not we're not yet there but when the perfect comes we will be perfect mm-hmm. we're not there yet these are all action words okay put to death keep in step seek, seek that grow, which
2: walk. grow in
0: these are all actions we don't just lay down on the floor and say okay lord transform me
1: <laughs> no
0: he puts he sends us out into the field and we get stronger as we dig and plow mm-hmm. <laughs> right and that's what we are as believers. So as God's sanctifying us in his son, Jesus, we should long for it and desire it and look for it. It's, that's what a wise believer does. Or we can, what the Bible says, kick against the goads. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Jesus told to Paul. He was Saul at the time. He says, why are you kicking against the goads? <laughs> like we can we can kick against the thing that's drawing us. And fight or we can go with it and receive it so what do you like jennifer what does it look like if we like to, to not receive it because like this is uh, we don't always perfectly like oh cool yeah i'll take the correction i'll take the rebuke <laughs> so like what should we avoid like what what could well
1: i'll tell you what's happened in our marriage <laughs> no, uh, no no don't go there <laughs> i was
0: no them the oh. people listening <laughs> no i'm just
1: kidding uh, i can see how over the years, the times that we have truly and honestly repented, there has been change made because we were determined in our minds and in our hearts to act differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Not just say it.
1: And the other times where, say, a conflict or something came up or, or sin was confronted and there was acknowledgement and there was even apology and reconciliation, but not true repentance of like desiring that mm-hmm. change, uh, it got pushed aside and not thought about. That thing always came back up over and over mm-hmm. and over again in different ways so um
0: so what you're saying is if we protect our sinful way mm-hmm. like this thing no that's just how i am oh that's how i was raised justify it. no it's yeah. m- that's just my personality no d- like that's not exactly what you think it is like justify mm-hmm. and protect and shield it. then it never gets
1: it's never going to be healed mm. it's never going to be fixed put back in place
0: um i that's that's good, and we shouldn't do that. We we should be we should release, like we should let go. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, if we recognize we're we're sinners, then it's easy to admit you're a sinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and by the way, if you if anyone listening wants to hear some example and in depth understanding of repentance, uh, we have a couple of episodes, um, a couple seasons ago, uh, where Jennifer and I talk about our journey with lust and pornography and those kinds of things in our marriage. And we go pretty deep into what it looks like to have a true repentant heart. Um, so if you want to go check those out. Uh, but I just want to, I want to read a, a scripture here. Galatians 5.17 um, puts the idea of, of this thing that's happening in us um, this way. It says, For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do.
1: I've never felt that that content that tension before have you ever never Felt that no it tension always of, feels of harmonious ob- <laughs> opposing each other within
0: <laughs> no this is every single time uh, the idea what this is saying is and and this isn't this isn't saying hey you're never going to do the thing you want to do you're never going to walk holy you're never going to walk in freedom you're never that's not what this is saying this is just literally saying the the reality is that there is a flesh mm-hmm any sin nature that is still in us while we're in the flesh, but we have the spirit of God in us. And so we can, as the Bible says, walk in the spirit, we can keep in step with the spirit. We can run to the father in heaven and ask for strength. Mm -hmm. We can put on his armor, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the believer is supposed to do to help us combat the flesh, to put the flesh to death, as the Bible says. But man, it's a, it's a battle when you know, you should, um, you know, get into the word, but you you want to be on social media instead. You feel the the tug, <laughs> you feel the struggle.
1: Sometimes it's like whiplash. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: when you know you need to apologize to your wife for how you're oh, that's an you are communicating, so but you are deep. But you're mad okay. because you want them to apologize because they also didn't communicate well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you feel the, the struggle, you feel the tug. There, your flesh is against the spirit. The spirit of God is saying, "Go do what's right."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's your wife, and you're saying. Yeah, but she should go do what's right first. <laughs> that's the flesh talking, <laughs> right? So when you when you're sitting in that spot, you do nothing. <laughs> but when you say no to the flesh, you go do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But it takes it takes humbleness.
1: Humbleness. That's good. I yeah, I was gonna share that. Uh, none of us are exempt from this sanctification process. You know that the Lord's walking us through nope. um, when we're believers. Our responsiveness to God in the sanctification process matters. Mm -hmm. And you just use the word humble. And that's what like, that is key because if he's faithful to show us Mm -hmm. and confront the things that we need to repent and change from, then how we respond in those times truly does matter. Mm -hmm. And the only times I've been able to truly honestly repent and be determined to make change in those areas is when my heart is humble.
0: Mm-hmm. The good news about all this is that, like the title of this episode says, God's not done with us. Uh, Philippians one six says, "And I am sure of this that He, God, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ." And what that's saying is, is the not pro-
1: completion now? No, no. That so. this is
0: the, the the life we live, the 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 walk we get to have now, and the sanctification that God does in us, the the washing that He's doing is going to be completed when the Lord returns.
1: So that's where the acceptance of I'm a sinner and and I'm not perfect today, it's okay. Not that we, that doesn't give us justification to continue in our sin, but to not feel the weight of that shame.
0: Right. And it's, it's recognition that...
1: He's working in us.
0: When we have sin in our life, God, because he loves us, is going to deal with it. Yeah. And we need to let him. The problem comes in is when we don't. Like you were saying, like if we don't humble ourselves, mm-hmm. um, the Bible puts it this way: "Don't quench the spirit." Mm-hmm. It's a warning. It's mm-hmm. and it's literally that's the sentence: "Don't quench the spirit." <laughs> and the warning is when the spirit speaks, when when believers come to you and sh- and the, and the Holy Spirit are uh, they've seen something in your life and they encourage you and they say, "Actually, this is dangerous how you're walking," or "This thing that I see in you." We could get defensive and fight back but that's not us being humble. Mm. And we want to be humble because God's not done with us. He's transforming us, renewing us, refining us through Jesus Christ, which is amazing. It shows that we're his. Just one note on the fact that we're his. um, Just like gold, when it comes out of the ground, is not pure. It's mixed with all sorts of things. But when it's put to the fire, when it's put in a crucible and intense heat is added to it, It purifies. And the way it purifies is all those impurities float to the top. And that's what God's doing in us because we're treasure to him. We're his treasure because we're in Christ. Christ is his son. So it's a beautiful thing. It shows that he loves us. We're his to be refined. He's making us more pure daily, moment by moment, second by second when we let him.
1: So Aaron, we talked about God's patience, mm-hmm. you know, God's patience is a good thing. How does it benefit us? Well, Why is it good that God's yeah, patient I'm, with I'm
0: us? Th- I'm thankful that like people always mention like being struck down by lightning or something
1: <laughs> like God, like what does it take for him to get I attention? know
0: He's, he's a just God and he is, he, he's going to bring wrath on the earth. Right. But He's patient. And the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach, what's that word? Repentance. Repentance. Mm. All. So reaching repentance in this sense is that someone comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then for the believer is, walking in repentance. Jesus even, Jesus told the Jews, he said, he said, continue in repentance. Mm -hmm. But he tells the believer the same way that we have a life of repentance that we know that we, we know the flesh in us and we know the God in us. And we say, God, I don't want the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's repentance. I don't want that anymore. That way of being I hate it because you hate it. I want to hate it too. I want to hate it more. (laughs) So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. His patience means salvation. His patience means love, love. Yeah right? Love is patient. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind and gentle. Oh, wait.
1: (laughs) I know. So, okay. So how does, um, this sanctification process and repentance and transformation impact the marriage relationship? How has it impacted us?
0: Um, in every way, this is when you, when you see a strong marriage and you think, man, I want to be like those people, like how they love each other so much.
1: I can tell you what that foundation is made of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's made of, Lots of humility. repentance and humility yeah. because every time they had an argument or what they learned to do in their arguments is to know that they're on the same team, to, mm-hmm. to repent of sin, to not hide, to know secrets, uh, not being justi- real, not justifying sin. Yeah. Not justifying themselves, but they're like, the, no, that their marriage is stronger because they recognize who they are when they walk in the flesh and they recognize who they are when they walk in the spirit.
1: And they know who did what to cover that yeah. flesh.
0: <laughs> and then they encourage each other in that.
1: Every day. Every day. Not just like <laughs> once a week or, you know, once a year or on holidays. Yeah.
0: It's something like that literally Jennifer and I, are. we, we have to learn yeah. to continue in and, and encourage each other that we, we don't take things so personally, you know, um, I've seen in our marriage that it's strengthened our unity.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, there's been tons more trust, I'm sure there's lots of marriages that are like, man, I just wish I can trust my spouse,
1: mm. right? When you see somebody repent, apologize, reconcile for even the smallest of mm-hmm. offense, you you know that that person Genuinely, is for you, yeah. You know,
0: well, and is concerned about the way they walk
1: mm-hmm.
0: in faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, it
1: reveals their character.
0: Yeah, and so uh, 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 the trust comes in even when a spouse fails instead of trying to hide it mm-hmm. and waiting and then getting caught, they come immediately and they say, Hey, I did this thing mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry. And it's not who I want to be. And it's not who I am in Christ. I I know you're angry. I, I'm not going to try and change that, but I just want you to know, because when we come to do that, what one thing I've realized in my life is that I got to love God in my relationship with God more than I love my wife. And that's why I go, Repent to my wife, not because I want to feel better about my relationship with my wife, but because I love God. And I love my relationship with Christ and what he's done for me. Mm-hmm. And so my getting over my self is because of that, my relationship with God.
1: Yeah. I've been um, working to get over myself lately that I wanted to share because I think, I think it's so important to even address the small stuff. And so I've been in this season of like, God give me fine tuned eyes to mm-hmm. see even the smallest thing that you want out of me. And, you know, just, just, I'm just in a place with God where I I want him to refine me mm-hmm. on a greater scale. Like just rip well, I, me open and do the when surgery. When I've noticed you
0: know? it, you'll, you'll come and apologize to me for something I wasn't even thinking about, mm-hmm. but you're like, Hey, I said this thing to you and I'm really sorry. Yeah. It Sometimes I rude don't and I didn't walk to you say-
1: through what that thing was and remind you of of it. Mm. And you've been really gracious with me. Uh, but it's been so good for me to see, mm-hmm. because I feel like the, the more like something will happen and I address it right away. Then I see instead more of, you know?
0: instead of pushing it down, or hiding, hiding it, it saying, no, or acting it's like not it's that not, that big not a, a deal.
1: Yeah. Acting like it's not a big yeah. deal. Um, and this is just one example, but it's called we, minimizing. Yeah. Minimizing don't minimize. Is, yeah. Don't do that. We were, um, driving in the car somewhere, having a conversation and we're kind of going back and forth, but you were going back and forth, rightly addressing context Which for context. Is not always the case. Okay, just but just, a, for this, just for the sake <laughs> of disclaimer, just for the sake of the story, you you were replying to the things that I was saying in, in regard to context, mm-hmm. and you would say something, and then I would respond with something completely out of left field. <laughs> and you were really yeah, you nice. You kept about going
0: it. On tangents that were bothering you, and I'm like, "Wait, what are we talking about?" Yeah, right now? and
1: like, I you you? said something like, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> and then you told me that it, we, we got into another conversation about how it kind of hurts your feelings when I'm not addressing the thing oh, that we're talking, talking about because yeah. I'm just jumping around.
0: Right, which made me feel like you weren't listening to me because I would, I would answer the thing you brought up. Right. And I would say, well, well, this, this, and this. Because and then you would just jump to another topic. And I'm like, yeah. wait, did you even hear the first thing I said?
1: So you, it was a very gentle like, acknowledgement. And then I started seeing how often I actually do it. I actually did it a lot. And so every time that it happened, I well, I repented and I I said I Like I'm I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna change that and I'm so sorry. And so for a while, every time we were in a conversation, I'd catch myself and be like, Oh wait. uh, Well
0: and then you started (laughs) to be like, I just want you to know. I heard what you said. I acknowledge it. That was very good input. What do you think about? <laughs> but I appreciate it. I was like, My okay.
1: transitions got way better. Um, but it, it, we're laughing about it, but this was something that was like a, a, a fire, a, a thing that was frustrating you. Yeah. And I wasn't you know, recognizing I was blind to. I wasn't even paying attention to what I was doing. And, uh, and I wanted to change in that area. Have I been doing better? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I,
0: I remember the context now of what you're talking about. <laughs> I do want to make a note because you were saying that you were you're like even the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this this is not an encouragement for you to be looking just calling out all the little things in your spouse. Mm. That like nitpicking. Right. Where like I'm going to, and this is often kind of where people land, like, oh, I'm I'm trying to help my my husband be better. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm going to call out everything that I think he needs to change in all the time.
2: Mm.
0: Or the or the husband. I want my wife to be better. So I'm gonna and we're not, and then all of a sudden, every little thing. No, is that's being a good note on that's this, this is not what you're the, encouraging. The,
1: what do. I'm saying is that I'm in a place Personally. in my relationship with the Lord where I was asking him to open my eyes and then he started to open my eyes and I'm like going right. around just saying, you know, changing the way that I mm-hmm. I'm doing things. Uh, and that was just one example, but that's a really good note that we shouldn't go around trying... What what people have said before, um, you can't be the Holy Spirit to your spouse. You actually have to let the Holy Spirit work in their yeah. lives. And, and that's a really big testament to God's patience. Like we talked about before, we also, as a spouse, need to be patient like God is patient. Mm-hmm. We need to trust that He's working and that He may use us, but He may use someone else. He may mm-hmm. use something else uh, to encourage that growth or that change. And so... Yeah, on the other side of things, we should be, um, we should be super patient with each other.
0: Yeah, that's love. Yeah. um, it doesn't keep records of wrongs. That's another thing. So, like, you're not just, you know, finding all the things, keeping track of them, and then s- then blowing up at someone because that's not love. Mm. Love is generally wanting that you're wanting your spouse to grow in their relationship with God, because that's the only way they're going to grow, mm-hmm. not because you want them to, mm-hmm. but because they are growing in with God. Um, uh, a note on this idea of, um, wanting to bring something to your spouse. I think, you know, instead of finding all the little things and chipping at them all the time, which is super destructive, I think that doesn't mean it's critical. It's yeah. It's it's criticizing. It's critical. It's, um, it's exhausting. Um, but don't avoid going to them with things that do need to be discussed, mm-hmm. like if there's a pattern, if there's something that's really like hurting you, in love, not in a heightened emotional state, sit your spouse down and say, "I just need to share something that's on my
1: heart." I read something that's really good. That's mm-hmm. so good, babe. Thank, Great job. See, <laughs> thank you, babe. I read I example
0: <laughs> <something>. right there.
1: <laughs> I read something recently that said uh, that your, your your big emotions last like a minute and a half. And so when something happens, oh, yeah, I you that. yeah, and it's been good for me to have that time frame, just so that if there's a big emotion, like don't say something you're gonna regret or something hurtful. Wait three minutes. <laughs> just wait a few minutes yeah. and then rethink it. Anyways, that was tangent. Yeah, and then this that was good, babe. I
0: like that. That was a really good example. <laughs> oh no, the the next thing I wanted to say, um, and this is something that um, has been really encouraging lately, uh, before going to your spouse. Go to God in prayer. Bring your spouse before the throne of God in prayer.
2: Mm.
0: Like, I see this thing in my wife that I, I, man, I really wish she would grow in this area or change in this area. Lord, would you help my wife see this? that She does this, God, and I would really, I, can you help her see this, Lord? And then be praying diligently for the things specifically. Something happened recently. Jennifer, you started sharing with me Something that God was showing you and revealing to you. You're like, I just, I need to change in this area. And God's, you know, I feel convicted on this and this and this. And I want to grow in this. And I told you, I was like, I've literally been praying for this very thing. And <laughs> every word you said, I've been praying those words. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I really was. I've, I've been. So before sitting down and criticizing. going and criticizing or coming out of a, but I'm bothered or I'm hurt or I, I I'm like, okay, Lord. You can change my wife. I know mm-hmm. she loves you. And, and praying something that was good for you. And God encouraged you in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say one word about it to you.
2: Mm.
0: It's not always the case. But man, that was a really encouraging t- thing to me to know that I need to be bringing you before the Lord more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's really good.
0: Yeah. So husbands, wives.
1: Be praying for each other. <laughs> pray for your spouse.
0: Yeah. Okay, what can we ask God today to help us see our sin clearly? And then what does it take to see change?
1: The first thing that comes to my mind is Psalm 139, you know, where David says, search me, O Lord. We did a podcast on this, you remember? Mm -hmm. It was a while ago. You guys can look it up. Uh, Search me, O Lord, because we want God to show us. We want him and his authority in our life to reveal to us the things that we need to see, things that we're unaware of, things that we're blind to, or things Mm -hmm. that we've minimized or things that we've justified that shouldn't be there. Yeah. But then we need to be humble to receive when he shows yeah. us because you know he's faithful. You know he's going to show us. Right.
0: And he does, especially when we, the Bible tells us if we pray and do not doubt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so pray and don't doubt that God's going to start showing you. And we should desire it as Christians for our, for our own sake. We'll be blessed. Our spouses will be blessed by the transformation in us. Right. As I always say, like, you know, we're known by our fruit. That's what the Bible talks about mm-hmm. good fruit. But who's the fruit for? It's not for the tree. It's not for the it's sake, for sake of the tree. It's for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. So that good fruit that God wants to produce in us by his Holy Spirit is for our spouse's sake, is for our neighbor's sake, is for our children's sake. And so that, those, that transformation that God wants to do in us in the sanctification process is for our good and for the good of others and for the good of the body of Christ. It's just He's, he's doing a work. He's, he's cleansing his bride. He's, Mm -hmm. um, preparing his church. He's, he's doing it for his own glory. And we should want that too.
1: And when, uh, you know, we've got a long, good stretch of, of things, especially in marriage, just going well, and you've gotten through some hard stuff, but you've, you've repented and you've changed and things are like, well, and then something else happens or something familiar happens where you've sinned again. Don't be discouraged because God's not done with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't be discouraged just do the next right thing
0: run to god run to the person you've you've sinned against repent and let god continue to wash you and know that's what he's doing that's and that's what the holy spirit does for us so i would say that we uh we said everything we wanted to say (laughs) for this episode (laughs) but Last episode, the first episode of the season, you started something, Jennifer, with these episodes that I think is really powerful, um, where we share something that we're grateful for, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then we encourage our listeners to then go and share something they're grateful for with their spouse or with a friend or with social media, however they want to do it.
1: We just want to spread gratitude. Yep. Because- God wants
0: his people to be grateful.
1: It's important. Yeah. All right. So I'll kick this one off today. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the way my daughter will reach up and play with a strand of my hair when I'm sitting next to her. She's really sweet. It's so sweet. Sometimes she'll just um, keep putting my hair behind my ear, like over and over again. And I just think physical touch and 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 having that closeness, that bond, is so important. And so just the little things, you mm-hmm. know, like that is it's really sweet. I'm also really grateful for the thoughtfulness God put into His design of language and you know i briefly shared about you know looking up a hebrew word and its definition mm-hmm. earlier but i i love how we can be led on a little word study like one word can take mm-hmm. you on a journey when you look into different translations or different languages and mm-hmm. sometimes words have pictures associated with them it's just i think it's so creative of him to do for us and it gives us depth that we'll never fully uncover until you know, we see him face to face and then it'll all be revealed and we'll think he's even more amazing than we already think he is. But I love language. And that's really true. Actually, I think It's really beautiful. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. And it's yeah. something I've been trying to focus more on lately of just utilizing his gift of language in my study time of the Bible. So that was a good one. Yeah.
0: Why did I should have went first? Cause yours was really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm grateful for God's loving patience with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is kind of what the topic was about, but I like I was telling you, this is genuinely one of the things I think I thank God for the most mm-hmm. um, is he's patient with me. Um, he's never let me go and he continues to love me and patiently change me and transform me daily. Um, when I just look over my life uh, and where I was and where I am today and where I'm, who knows where I'm going to be in the next 10, 15, 20 years and how God isn't going to change, but I'm going to change. Mm-hmm because God loves me. Um, Yeah, that's what I'm grateful for.
1: Cool. So you guys think about what you're grateful for, and then we just wanted to encourage you to share it with the Lord, share it with your spouse, share it with a friend, anyone who you can, and then encourage them if they want to share something that they're grateful for.
0: Spread the gratitude. (laughs) All right, so we always end with prayer. Uh, Jennifer, would you pray for us?
1: Dear Lord, thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for showing us our sin and our need for you. Thank you for using people in our lives to call out what they see in love so that we can be better. Thank you for the opportunities in our marriage where your Holy Spirit prompts us to share our hearts with each other or be patient like you are. Thank you for not being done with us, especially when we aren't listening, when pride keeps us where we are instead of growing, when we choose wrong, when we're stubborn or just remain blind to it. We pray for open eyes and a humble heart. We pray we would choose repentance, no matter how hard it feels to our flesh, even in the little stuff. We pray we would continue to be sanctified by you, and may it be a testimony in our lives of your goodness and power. We pray we would walk in righteousness, and we thank you that our marriage benefits from that kind of faithfulness. Transform us, O Lord, and may it bring you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, babe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, would you please consider leaving us a review? This uh, episode blessed you. Uh, and also, uh, you're our share warriors and our prayer warriors. <laughs> like that. Would you share this episode somehow, some way with someone who might be blessed by it? Uh, email, text message, a phone call and in, have them listen over the phone. That's a weird one, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, share it with someone. Let someone know about the, this podcast. We love you all. Uh, you guys are amazing. And uh, we will see you next week.